630 Chad This Morning Podcast with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre. And I don't know what happened this week. Right around North America, there were weather warnings in so many of the United States, as well as, of course, here in Alberta, our entire province still under that extreme cold warning. But uh, we weren't the only ones dealing with abnormal weather uh, down in the States. A ton of snow, especially uh, on the, you know, further east. And it affected football games, a lot of them, and these are key clutch games. Take a listen to this. Rich, we're sitting up here in the concourse at a balmy nine. The game is going to be played at negative five. So how do you prepare for a game that is so rare? Well, I talked to Chief Safety Justin Reed, who told me he contacted some of his friends this week that played in the CFL, the Canadian Football League. They gave him some info and he gave it to the rest of the Chiefs team. This is what they told him. Keep your core temperature going by moving constantly. Look for guys to be jumping and moving on the sideline. They told him, don't use the heaters to heat your core. Use the heaters on the sideline for your hands and your feet. Secondly, don't wear too many layers. That can have a chance to where it cuts off some circulation to some places, and then the cold affects you even more. And then, Rich, the last place is this. Make sure you don't let it affect you mentally. They told him the team that usually complains more about the cold is the team that loses. Tyreek Hill's taking that approach. He's coming back to Arrowhead not wearing any sleeves. That's an NFL <laughs> report on Saturday before the Kansas City game uh, where the Chiefs uh, were winners over the Miami Dolphins. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's just rude. Survival uh, of the fittest but, uh, at that point. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was oh. the I believe the fourth or fifth coldest game in NFL history. Well, there was the coldest game here in the CFL, and that was back in 1993. Uh, Edmonton's football team and uh, the Calgary Stampeders they faced off minus 21, but in the 30s with the wind chill. And we actually have a guy who was on the field for that game. Jed Roberts, a former player, now retired. Good morning, Jed. Hey, good morning. How are you? It's good to hear your voice. Uh, really good. I guess you were watching the games this weekend? I was. I was uh, very happy to be warm. <laughs> uh, boy, I tell you what, you were talking about that game in 1993. That was uh, It was minus 32, the wind chill, I think. And the actual temperature at the end of the game when it ended up was minus 21. Wow. And, um, but the thing that made it so brutal was the wind. You know, the wind got up, uh, it was 22 kilometers an hour. So that's what made it feel so brutal. And it was snowing and it just, um, you know, I was. it was early on in my career. And, and it was good, I think, I suppose, when it happened then because I just kind of felt like, well, I guess this happens all the time. And it doesn't. But um, and when the, and it is a psychological thing, you know, you just gotta you gotta figure it out. And and I don't know if you remember this, but this was so long ago. But Doug Flutie's hands froze, and um, he said that uh, after that game, he had to sign a work order for his car, and he couldn't because he had no feeling in his fingers. And I actually got frostbite in two fingers from that game. So uh, yeah, man, it's not fun when you got to play in that weather. So I was very happy to be warm in my own uh, house. <laughs> Flutie had to, as I recall, Flutie had to leave the game for a few plays, right? Yeah, he was done. Like he, he, he couldn't. He was ineffective, and that was something that I think he really carried that with him for the rest of his career. And, you know, and he made it a point in cold weather games after that to really like attack it mentally. And uh, you know, we we played them again. I think in '96 in the snow game, uh, which is one of the greatest Great Cup games of all time. And you wouldn't even have thought that it was snowing because Flutie was running around like a little kid. But uh, all that advice that the Kansas City Chiefs were talking about—that's all true. You know, you can't stand too close to those big eaters because 
you get to the point where you start to rely on it and then you move away from it. It's like, oh man, it's so cold. And then that's when you start to break down psychologically. Um, you just have to, it's, yeah, it's a different, uh, that's why people argue for, for domes, you know, because you don't have mm-hmm. to worry about that, that side of a dome. But when you're out there in the elements and when the weather changes like that, it's it's the people that are psychologically built for that type of thing that make plays in those games. And, you know, there's always that unlikely hero in those games. And I think in that game in 1993, uh, it was Jay Christensen that kind of came out of nowhere who had quietly, you know, maybe he had a 100 yards total that year. But then in that game, I think he had 100 yards total in the whole game. So, Uh, It's always a Canadian kid, too. Go figure. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, we heard about NFL players calling CFL players. Did you get a call? Like, did Travis Kelsey just uh, call you up and say, how do I I work in this, Jed? Yeah, I think I'm pretty far down on his Rolodex. So, no, I didn't get a call. (laughs) But uh, maybe I'll maybe just call him first. But, uh, no, I I had heard that that had happened. I'd seen some exchanges on Twitter. And and, uh, some of the guys that are playing now in the league, those were the ones that were being reached out. Uh, by some of the NFL guys on the roster from the Chiefs. But, uh, you know, and that's what people do. They talk, you know, like we were – the big thing for us really was was footwear back in those days. And, um, you know, I think Calgary had some concerns about us wearing the proper footwear a few years because, uh, you know, our field was the only grass field for so many years that, uh, you know, we always had that advantage. And so that's something that people talk and people try to get those uh, inside tracks and it's a mind game, right? So that's the big thing that the big takeaway that I took away from your exchange at the beginning of the show was, you know, you can't let it affect you psychologically because once you do that, the other team's already beaten you. And that's why guys go out there with short sleeves on. I, I know offensive linemen in the CFL, they pride themselves on playing with short sleeves. Uh, but, uh, I mean, did you, that game in 93, did you wear sleeves? I'm pretty sure I did, yeah. I yeah. think that there's a, there reach, you reach a point when it's that cold that it's just safety. <laughs> like, you can be a hero all you want, but this is Canada, and, and you can't do that. You know, you're just going to get frostbite. So, um, I will tell you this, though. Uh, Danny Bass, our linebacker, who's now in the Canadian Football Hall of Fame, always wore shorts. And and uh, his last year was 1991. And it didn't matter how cold it was. You know what I mean? He was a Michigan boy, right? So he always wore shorts. If it was minus 30 out there, he was practicing in shorts. So there's always that one odd ball, that one odd duck that uh, maybe is physiologically built differently than the rest of the world. But, uh, yeah, in, in a game like when it's minus 30, like, that's just human – that's that's on the outside fringe of human endurance. I just I just think you're flirting with disaster if you try to go sleeveless in a game I, like that. I remember <laughs> I remember Blake Dermott uh, telling me a story from that game. He wore started with short sleeves, and the D lineman just kept slapping him on the arms with his gloves all the time, and and, and that just stings and hurts. And I, he says one time he just looked at me and he said, "How's your arms, hero?" <laughs> You know what Michel Bourgeau did, um, our defensive lineman? He uh, intentionally poured water all over his jersey at the beginning of the game so that it would be icy so the offensive lineman couldn't hold him. Wow, <laughs> wow. We're talking to Jed Roberts, double uh, E alumni, uh, took part in the coldest CFL game. Uh, Jed, can I keep you for a few more minutes? Sure. Okay, we're going to take a bit of a break, and we're going to ask you about, you know, in Buffalo, they're playing with a lot of snow. Maybe not the cold that uh, KC uh, and uh, Miami played uh, this weekend, but let's talk about playing in snow and that much snow and what that's like. We're back in two minutes. 
Morley asked me a question uh, earlier today. Would you rather have minus 35s or would you ha- like to have... Uh, Nine feet of snow. <laughs> snow that paralyzes the city. And in fact, the NFL, uh, the Buffalo game, uh, didn't uh, go yesterday because of the amount of snow. And well, the Pittsburgh Steelers couldn't even get yeah. here or get there for the game. Just so much snow. It is going to sort of taper off a little bit uh, later. So they're, they're playing it at 2.30 on The Steelers uh, have arrived. Monday. The Steelers are okay, in Buffalo. So they are there. And so the that's game good. is a go. The that's NFL good. has already said we ain't postponing this again because they've got to keep uh, in track because the time playoffs, is right? money time right. is money exactly right uh, we're talking to uh, jed roberts uh, double e uh, alumnus uh, took part in the coldest cfl game but uh, jed i bet you played with a lot of snow over the years how does how does a football player play in a, a huge accumulation of the white stuff uh then the major concern becomes footwear you know it's about trying to get traction um the more it snows and the thing is, is they'll clear the field, and then as you play, the snow will accumulate again, and then it's very difficult to clear the field. So, you know, you may stay, you may start the game with one pair of cleats or whatever the choice is, and then you'll have to change as the as the conditions evolve. Uh, I'm not sure what the forecast is for that game today, but um, I know that the snow there and the back east. I've got family that live in New Hampshire. It's it's, it's a wet snow and it's damp and it's. It can, it can, that actually can affect you more, I think, than the snow you get out here in the prairies. It's dry, it's a dry cold out here, right? And we like to laugh and joke about that, but uh, it really is a difference. Like when you get around the Great Lakes there, it's, it's a lot colder because of the wind has got some uh, moisture to it. It's like 100% humidity, and uh, it's just the wind just cuts right through you, and the snow is wet. And so once you get wet, that's when you start to get cold. So that then it becomes a little bit more of a concern as well as uh, keeping your core temperature down. But um, that's a fun. The, the snow games, I always loved them because they were fun. I mean, what kid doesn't like to make snow angels on the sidelines, right? So <laughs> something. It's true. You know, you have to look what out would you that. rather? <laughs> what would you rather, cold game or snow game? Oh, snow game all day long. Love it. Yeah, snow games are fun. Like that's when you start to feel like a little kid again, right? Like you're out there and the snowflakes are falling, and you know there are many games like that. I, but I'll tell you what, the worst weather game I ever played in wasn't even any either one of those. Like '96 Grey Cup, we had snow. It was beautiful. Uh, the conditions were were fun. But in '91, we played a game in Winnipeg where it was an ice storm. And we landed the plane the night before the game or the day before the game, and the plane did a 360 because it was the runway was was sheer ice. Wow. And then uh, the league came out the day before with blow torches to uh, melt the ice around the field, and they were able to only get a hundred uh, yards done. And the league <laughs> signed off on it because the game had playoff implications. It was on November 4th of 1991, and we had to play Winnipeg to decide who was going to finish first in the West. Um, and we ended up winning and we got out of there, but there was a five inch, uh, thick ice all around the field. And, uh, I remember we were at the touchdown line was the 100 yard line. And if you got across that, you were on sheer ice. And so I remember, uh, I think it was Jim Sandusky caught a touchdown, hit the ice and fell flat on his back. It was, uh, it was crazy. That's the only game I think I've ever played in that I just wanted to go home. Um, it wow. was just, and that was a cold game too. And that we were wearing broom ball shoes. I don't know if you know what those are, yeah. but uh, broom broom ball, the yeah, suction and they look cups, like high right? tops. Yeah, the suction, uh, yeah, and they rip up really easy. So, like, if you if you do end up getting good footing in an area of the field, or if you try to wear them on a regular field, you'll tear them up. And so, Dwayne was just a wizard that way. Like, he would have a pair of shoes for every single condition you could think of under the sun, and then he always had like. Uh, 
a source somewhere that somebody had the exact pair of shoes that the team needed. And so, of course, Dwayne had in his hip pocket, you know, this unlimited supply of broomball shoes. And, and nobody knows to this day how he was able to do that. But. <laughs> should, should players be, be playing in this these cold and snowy temperatures, do you think, for, for safety's sake? You know, I think that when it comes to temperature, I think that's a little bit more of a concern. Snow, the snow is snow. And I think it's more of a, the snow thing, it's more of a safety thing with driving. And I get it. I understand why the governor kind of pulled the pin on it because you get people coming from all over the country to, to come in. I've got friends personally that are there right now that extended their reservation just to make this game. And I think that, you know what, like in the CFL, it's a gate-driven league and, and, and they don't have a lot of money and they can't make those changes because they just don't have the money to do that. So I think that's one of the reasons why the CFL in 93 and that cold game when it was minus 30 wind chill and that they they don't make those changes because they just can't afford to, you know, most of the time. But the NFL, you know, there's their pockets are limitless and they can make those those changes. But, you know, there comes a point in playoff time too, you got all this money changing hand on, on, with gambling nowadays which is and I never thought we'd see the day that we'd see gambling like that being legal but that's a, that's a consideration too right like people are uh, there's a lot of money that goes into this thing so you, you know I was surprised they were able to change it in the first place so that tells you that it was pretty serious if they were that was that much of a concern because that that snow that that area of of North America gets more snow than anywhere you know like that around the big Great Lakes there so uh, they say it's pretty bad you got to trust their and take the word take the word at it yeah word. no doubt well the game I guess is going at two thirty today uh, snow or not snow yep it's supposed Still to taper off <laughs> there's going to be snow it well, may I, not be snowing and maybe the fans <laughs> might actually see what's on the field which would I guess be pretty good for all the people paying pretty good money for that thanks Jed for joining us today. Thanks. I'll be watching the game today with a big giant hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jen. Thanks for reminiscing with us. Some uh, really cool stories, uh, always. He's he's full of them. Uh, Jed Roberts, uh, double E uh, alumnus, took part in the coldest CFL game back in 1993.